my name on the back of my belt Believe there's a God to save me from hell And dirt roads are made for country boys like me They took her baby Don't believe in politically correct She had her baby If you want a piece of me CPS taker Better have a set A rifle and a four-wheel drive is all I need Okay, let's get me a rhythm January. Nelson's gonna let him bleed today. He's going in the shop. And it's good for you. Take your Tyramax today. President Business enveloped by a cloud of drones descending from the sky. That's the most disorganized. I would never let my kid read Chronicle SU. Jeff, I said Nelson's bleeding today. And I'll show it right to the camera. Stop it. <laughs> You want to do this right now? I write to the propaganda for the right wing. You are fake news. And I smoke in the weed. You're gonna get this Taramax out. We're gonna live a clean life. Yes, I go into a um, dissociative state because you're tuned in to Hate Radio, broadcasting all across the galaxy. Break out the Taramax and put your kids to sleep. Here's your host, Hate Set. Hello and welcome to a different kind of hate radio broadcast. Uh, tonight we are sucking and fucking. No, we're not sucking and fucking. We are sucking and fucking tonight on a very chill and laid back and relaxed episode of Radio Hate, hosted by yours truly, Hate Sec, and the buttery gang they're sweet little babies and they have been rolling around in butter all night sauteing and marinating for your pleasure at the end of the show we're going to fry them up i don't know i don't know what kind of show i want to do uh remember when google (laughs) used to be this was right after they dropped their don't be evil shit it was funny that by the way that don't be evil they dropped that and then became like a social media thing there for a while so they got rid of Don't Be Evil. Suddenly, everything in your email was fair game for like how you're about to be making friends for the next little while. So you were in Google Circles, I think, was the only one that stuck. Like Google Wave didn't stick. Google whatever the fuck also didn't stick. Google Circles for, for some fucking reason because, hey, we're calling it what it is. It's a circle with a face in it. Stuck around. And I was on some mailing lists and... uh you know, just because, like, I didn't really know how... I was just trying to keep up with Ween's music. Like, I could never figure out how Ween uh, handled their their media rights or their data rights or whatever because they they kind of just distributed themselves freely on browntracker.net. It's, like, one of the best, most solid torrent-sharing communities ever, and it's dedicated to all things Ween, so, like, if there's a Ween thing out there to be downloaded, you can find it at browntracker.net. And uh, so I ended up on some kind of mailing list way back in 2005 or something. And uh, eventually, Google Circles comes along. Don't be evil goes away. Google Circles comes along. And I'm suggested friends based on the contents of my email. Who would have thought this would turn out so so bad? And it would be so weird to be friends with these with people that I had emailed once, you know, in 2004 about like some student journalism thing. So, uh who is in my circles but uh Ashton Freeman who uh is herself a musician now and an interesting one, but uh the son of Aaron Freeman, Gene Ween of uh Dean and Gene Ween, the coolest most versatile band that's ever existed they play every genre little miss mandy's the coolest song in the world and uh and ashton freeman i just happened to be following her on youtube because of that circles bullshit somehow intersecting us and she she was making she made like one interesting video a long time ago in 2015 and then it disappeared and uh but because we're still in each other's circles by whatever the hell google is doing even though Circles is gone, I'm still getting updates on Ashton Freeman. So occasionally I find out when she has uh, published new stuff. 
And her last couple of songs have been really good, and I wanted to play them on the show for the past couple shows, but like we, they just haven't really been music shows. And so tonight, this is a music show and a chilling out show, and uh, and we're gonna dive into stuff like that. I think is how the rest of the show is gonna go. So uh, let's 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 hit them in the order I mentioned them. Little Miss Mandy by Ween, which is like you would never. You know, you've never heard this, and then something you may have also never heard is we'll go to Ashton Freeman's music. She she did a couple. We'll, we'll listen to a couple of them. She's cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Choices in the eyes of all of them. 
Ashton Freeman, she really understood lockdown. Like this, that she published this song at the beginning on March twenty second, twenty twenty, and she knew, <laughs> she knew that fucking early. Like they didn't even let us close schools yet here in New York, but she knew this is some fucked up shit a coming, and uh. She she wrote this song that really demonstrates a full understanding of just how mind-numbingly isolating and uh, and painful this experience is going to be, especially for people who have been, as she says, diagnosed whatever. I think having nothing at all to do with her uh, dad being Gene Ween who is obviously cool as hell, her material stands on its own. I mean, it's. I think it's really thoughtful stuff, and uh, I like the presentation, the fuzz that she uses on her... Um, I'm trying to plug this in at the same time as, and not destroy the audio. The fuzz on her vocals, I like that. I like the, uh, I don't want to insult it by calling it lo-fi, but I really like that quality about it because the material is every bit as good as, uh, as, as anything you could want. So it, it really comes through. Uh, she talks about leaving Facebook, like, like that'll make a difference. And uh, I made an announcement that got a lot of likes. And I hate that it matters to have outside validation that you're making the right choices in the eyes of all of them. Uh, talks a little bit about day drinking. Um, I I can relate to that. I will uh, wake up and the first thing I think about is eating a THC gummy and uh, just, just settling into this thing. I just need to keep writing. And uh, it'll all be okay. She says, I just need to keep writing. And maybe this will go away. And uh, maybe I'll get the world to stop. Maybe I'll get my brain to stop. Maybe I'll get my goddamn heart to stop. She she is all over the despondency. Um, she was ready for this. <laughs> she, Dude, she could have written this uh, now, you know? And uh, people... But she fucking, she wrote this a day before mine even started in New York City. Like, she already knew how devastating this was going to be. It's been fucking unreal. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I have, I personally, as soon as the announcement started, I just started uh, treating people differently. Like, I I was fucked up in the head, and I, I couldn't handle it, man. Uh, I stayed in New York for two months facing facing it down fucking alone in my uh, in my room no face to face contact with anyone uh, i was alone at the like the whole building was empty basically and uh you start you start to spiral and your thoughts are just uh you know in all the wrong places and uh you you know you think that like if you just keep doing the the stuff that you that you feel like you're supposed to be doing, it'll all be okay, but it just gets worse and worse. And, uh, like, I wasn't sleeping. Um, there's some there's some interesting stuff in, in this song that, that she talks about. 
Like every every verse matters. That, that that's a good one. Ashton Freeman really, and uh, and she did another one too that was really good. Before that, we heard Little Miss Mandy, written by Ween while sitting around waiting for a bag of weed to show up, named after the little kitty cat that was fro- frolicking around in the floor during the wait. They were like, "Yeah, Little Miss Mandy, you smell like shit, been rolling around and whatever. We love you anyway. Come on back in, sweetheart." I keep getting these notifications on my phone. I set good, healthy notifications. Like, this one is uh, to address my cancel Amazon Prime notification. Yep, so I, I sign up for that free shit if they offer it. Whatever, I don't care. Get my shit here a day faster. But I always set a reminder to cancel it um, way before they might even think that they're going to get anything out of my credit card. I'm talking to someone who might have coronavirus. I had a friend who got it and um, got over it, recovered, whatever the fuck that means. Apparently, you still have to watch for pulmonary fibrosis and all this horse shit. Like, being recovered doesn't mean it never happened. There's still shit that can go down. You get these goddamn pulmonary embolisms and stuff. Like, at this point, I don't give a fuck Just, you know, if it makes my asshole bleed out, as long as all our assholes are bleeding out, fuck it, right? Just get me back out there in society. I want to make some fucking eye contact and catch a disease with you. I I hope you'll be there at at my disease tour 2020. I've been watching Butthole Surfers. I'm enamored with these guys. Like, I, I know everything they've ever done now. And... There's no, I'm convinced that there's not a cooler band that ever existed. Like Rolling Stones, yeah, I get it. They're throwing big concerts, and uh, it looks like a fucking presidential motorcade now when they're when they're rolling up out of there. That's cool. That's cool. But th- that's not as cool as the Butthole Surfers fucking just bringing out a, a dozen people onto the stage and acting like absolute goddamn perfect fucking maniacs and so i was watching this video of them at Lollapalooza in 1991 it's it's the craziest fucking video i've ever seen of a band live so it starts out right like next year's um gibby his face is up in the camera and stuff but i'm the whitest you know as they come i don't know how to say that but hey it's genius and then the next shot is it's them approaching their RV. This is their tour bus. It cuts to inside the RV, and everybody is just going, and, and they're shaking. Their arms are on the ceiling and the refrigerator, and they've got the pieces of the toilet, and they're throwing it back through the RV. And they're all going, yee-haw, and rocking this RV back and forth. They're trashing the fucking RV, too. Like, there's pieces of it breaking. Okay, and then it cuts to some fat guy's belly. And they're using it as a weather map. Okay, that's a normal enough video, right? The show actually starts. Here we are at Lollapalooza. This looks like probably the last song of their set. Cross-eyed motherfucker gets up in the camera. And the music is in full force, right? And it's a normal song. We're going to listen to it. You know, they kick ass. Whatever they play fucking kicks ass. I'm going to turn it up. At the end of this is when it gets crazy, though. There's a point to this. At the end, it gets fucking crazy.
okay? Now the camera the, the, is, is on Gibby, okay? He's gone over to where he keeps the guitars, and, and he's got his beer over there. And he's got... He's got a tool. Okay, he's like pretending to hit the drummer with a tool or whatever. He's being silly. He's being wacky. But what? He runs back over to the fucking guitar where he keeps his guitars. Oh, he puts the guitar back on. <laughs> he's not done. He's not fucking done. <laughs> but it gets crazier. The next time he goes back to that fucking guitar bag, it's about to get real. They're playing the last solo. It all kicks ass, by the way. This was 1991. Incredible. They're just fucking hitting their instruments. They're rolling around on the floor, fighting with their fucking instruments as they absolutely kick their asses. The drummer's standing. Uh, Gibby... You don't notice it, just out of frame, Gibby has gone back to his... He's got a shotgun. Gibby is firing a shotgun at the audience over their heads at Lollapalooza in 1991. Now he's chugging a beer. He's He throws the beer bottle into the audience. The gun, again. He, he's, 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 here he goes, he's pumping it. Gibby is firing the weapon. It's louder than the music. Over the audience as he at his own beer bottle that he throws into the crowd. And that's how they end this fucking show. And the crowd is dumbfounded. There's, they're motionless. Thousands of people don't know what the fuck they just witnessed. He's got the gun again. <laughs> He's got it again. It's fucking insane at this point. Is he gonna point it at one of us? He's not wearing any shoes. He's just waving a gun around. And now they're going nuts. And the guitarist just blew snot. The bass player blew his snot out on the camera that was up in his face. They fired a gun out over their audience. And then, I mean, Jesus Christ. That is just... Is that not the coolest live performance that, that you've ever heard narrated on a podcast? That was fucking awesome. How did butthole surfers, like, how are they not, how do we not have t-shirts of them like we have for Kurt Cobain's fucking mopey ass? And these motherfuckers were in your face being absolute cunts. We played them on the New Year's Eve episode. My favorite uh, modern episode of the Chronicle.su podcast was uh, on uh, New Year's Eve when we climaxed with them they played this Detroit 1985 show. And uh, I'd say that my butthole surfer's interest climaxed on that day when at midnight um, I had them enter in with this fucking insane just screeching guitar uh, just in your face fucking jam. God, that was hot. Butthole surfers, are they belong in uh, every fucking... Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like, they should be the cornerstone of uh, every little twist and turn down Punk Rock Highway. Who would have thought Punk Rock and Psychedelics would kick so much ass um, when put together? But they they had it, you know, they had it figured out. Let's listen to uh, another... Uh, I'm really into Ashton Freeman. We're going to listen to this other song of hers that I like. It's called We All Fall. And uh, apparently... She had done uh, the Godween Evan podcast. Uh, somebody commented on her video here. 
This is from April of last year. format for the show that we sometimes dip into here at the internet chronicle i say we i mean me myself out here in the middle of the forest uh recording uh, just a special um it's a little more intimate one-on-one uh podcast where we can kind of enjoy music in a in the long form so Really excited to uh, to have played both of the Ashton Freeman songs I wanted to play on the show. When we go out at the end of the show, we're not there yet. We still got some ground to cover, but at the end of the show, um, we're really gonna lean into the the long form. There's some great stuff out there that uh, that you don't really get to hear um, because. It's it's a little bit longer, you know? Like an 11 minute song, who has time for that shit, right? We got a fucking comedy podcast to run. Or do we? This one maybe it's a little different. This is uh this is a g- a kinder, gentler hate sec that is uh, not all up your ass with the fear and the hate. Okay? Ordinarily, yeah, this show is a concentrated beam of pure hate energy focused squarely on your ass. Tonight, we're cooling it, you know? We're listening to the the hits. <laughs> we're pulling out all the hits. Eagle Eye Cherry, save tonight. Because that's not what this show is about either. This show is about just really cool shit that you probably never hear, you know? We're into the deep cuts. We're into the real shit. We're not going to get out of this show without listening to Daniel Johnston and maybe even Karen Dalton and Good God... Do we have it within us to hear the hesitation blues? I think we do. Let's let's just jump right into it. Janis Joplin has got them hesitating blues, don't we all? That shit'll kill you. Thank you. 
Janis Joplin is the coolest. The typewriter, not just uh, ironically inserted into the music. It, you know, at the beginning he says, "Everybody ready with the typewriter?" But actually, it was a woman. Um, their friend was just happened to be typing a letter to her husband while they play these sweet songs around her. And uh, bittersweet song that it is. Um, we'll just keep suffering, right? The next song uh, that we're going to hear, I first discovered this song and this artist. This is the first thing I ever heard by Daniel Johnston when uh, my friend, our friend, Jamie Cochran, sent him to me, uh, noting that that Daniel Johnston guy played some pretty sad songs. (laughs) The kind of understatement Jamie was known for. And she sent me this recording off of, I think it's How Are You, called Peekaboo. The song is in every bit of the musical tradition as old-time gospel, spiritual, and in a way that you wouldn't expect. And, And you'll hear it right away when... It's, it hits you like, oh, this is almost, you know, this is almost bluegrass or this is almost old time. It's so in the tradition of pain and and suffering, like right there at, at the same point in country music, like where slave music met 
Appalachian music, like uh, I learned about in Ken Burns' country music documentary the other day. And it was this, uh, it was the first time, I, I shouldn't really get into it, but it was the last thing uh, Jamie recommended to me before, uh, before she died. And uh, I was listening to it uh, out in public, just enjoying it on my own, um, in my own little world, when uh, somebody overheard the music and she came up to me and uh, and just happened to mention it like, oh, you know, Daniel Johnston, that's, that's nice. And um, just in that moment, uh, we kind of just understood each other and whatever our lives had been up to that point brought us to this moment that felt like it should be addressed. And we did, and we became best friends after that. And it was it was really nice. And she too has been on the podcast. She's called in. And uh she was well liked. People um in the in the live chat loved her and the in the comments after the show. She was a hit. And uh on the podcast and in my life and just all around good energy flows out of uh this Daniel Johnston character who suffered for his entire life and um when you say the guy died of natural causes man people are like high-fiving at the finish line like he didn't off himself you know like we did it everyone we got daniel johnston we shepherded him uh right up to the the pearly gates and he and he didn't take his own life like everybody big round of applause for getting daniel johnston there without uh, him eating a gun which when you listen to the music coming up in just a few minutes, you, you too will wonder, hey, was this guy, is this guy, you would just assume he was dead, right? You wouldn't assume that he died last year of natural causes. You would assume that he died not six weeks after recording this in the 80s. But it's, it's Daniel Johnston, and um, he writes some of the most powerful, moving music you'll ever hear. And uh, this song in particular, nothing hits like... Daniel Johnston's Peekaboo. It's a it's a life changing song for me, and uh, here it is on tonight's show for you. Unemployed. I was locked in on Easter Day. 
I had to eat was a piece of bread. When I got home, my mother said, you're a lazy bomb, and that's how come you suffer like that, and you'll starve all your life, all your life, spoken just like it was a curse, but it didn't really sound so bad, I like to make things up, it's the healthiest thing that I do, but I'm tired from being kidnapped by a dark wolf that would do me in, please hear my cry for help and save me from myself. are kneeling now that they are surrounded and outnumbered by the people they kill nothing's changed at the precinct i'm sure how about that daniel johnston sad songs he writes a sad song now you gotta think you make eye contact with somebody who relates to that song and you guys can bond over that together it's probably a special person right uh hang on to that friend if uh if you make if you make a friend like that be a friend back. Crazy to see things, um, the shit hitting the fan and uh, justice being taken to the streets right as the um, economy supposedly reopens, or that is everybody collectively gets kicked off of pandemic insurance and we all got to go back to selling shit and services to each other. The, uh, the lid comes off the whole fucking thing and the world has decided that maybe now is uh is when we put our foot down you know what you want to put your knee down on on our guys for eight or ten minutes we're putting our foot down in fucking london like places that aren't even in america where this is a problem in canada and uh of course george floyd's area my city new york they're tearing shit up nypd is screaming for backup Remember how Tiny Rick was screaming for help? That reminds me of that Daniel Johnston. <laughs> I think it's a reference to Daniel Johnston where he's literally in the song. Hey, this is not just a song. I live this forever. Please hear my cry for help. There was Tiny Rick going, I'm, I'm crying for help. I'm pleading for help. Well, somebody just please help me when he's like an angsty teen. His songs are a little too literal. And you know what? Nobody helped him. But they, they seem to have helped Daniel Johnston. Bless his heart. Made it to a nice natural death. 
uh, I have the pleasure of talking to somebody that was at the at I guess his last show where he was all in and he had to be carefully managed like his sisters I think were the ones standing off to the side like don't don't approach him don't take pictures don't you know don't fucking yell out everybody had to be on their best behavior for Daniel Johnston and uh she said you know what and they were and um and he he lived to be a normal age because of it but it it does take well you know when somebody's in that condition like it takes other people like you you need help man Daniel Johnston was lucky to get that help it's a good thing he sang that song and uh you know if you if you find your friendships are um are strained during this time you're probably not alone uh, this coronavirus is kicking our asses and it's all the cracks are showing Okay, if things were on a, a faulty foundation before, you can bet your ass a lot of you can attest that the house is uh, a few degrees off coming out of this thing. And, um, you know, we we got to look out for each other. And um, it's time to stop being afraid of each other if, if, if shit is actually restarting and we have to go back out there. You know, we're in this together. I'm ready to fucking die. I don't care at this point. I I'm at a place in life where I could give a fuck. Uh you know, what what's it all for anyway? Fuck it. Put me out there and just let me fucking die. I don't care at this point. Um I don't speak for everyone, but I I speak for myself when I say I I don't give a fuck anymore and I want to die. And um I'm cool with it, you know? I'm cool with it. This is Hate Radio and uh I'm Hate Sec and I have stared into that void. I, I've been looking uh, deep into the the yawning maw of that that black beast that uh, we, we we dance around, and um, I decided I I'm ready to fucking uh, crawl on into that sucker and um, be swallowed up by it. How about how about you guys? You ready to succumb? You guys want to succumb <laughs> to the black yawning maw of the beast with me? Or are you guys going to keep uh, just keep figuring out new ways to use kale and whatever the fuck you're blending? What'd you add to it this week? Did you paprika? You fucking What are we what are we what are we anymore? Are we even fucking people? What do we talk about today? Oh, stuff. This is not this is not living. Living is doing that thing that in the moment you fucking love and and doing that Every day until you die. And if, if you're not doing that, then what, what the fuck is it for? I'm not doing that. I'm ready to die. This is Hate Radio. We are, uh, I guess we're about to go out. You know, let's let's broaden our horizons as, as we get out of this shit, okay? We're going to listen to a group called Mokhtar. I, I think this is probably just one gentleman's last name, the lead guitarist and singer. It's kick-ass music, and uh, you guys get to get to hear it here. At Radio Hate Internet Chronicle. Google Mokhtar and, ju- and just look at anything this dude plays live or or his music videos or whatever. You know he's ready for a sandstorm. You can you can tell just by looking at him that um, nothing is getting in this guy's eyes in a, on a windy day in the desert. And he 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 plays he plays kick ass fucking desert music. How else do you want to go out uh, at Hate Radio? You can subscribe at iTunes or whatever the fuck android uses or um just go to the website hateradio.su and get maybe a little too into it where there's a comment section and stuff i wouldn't do that but you know it's there it's what we use it's just like i set it up it's all automatic and uh it's it's the easiest thing for me and um nobody can stop us (laughs) we're unstoppable who would want to stop us i mean you probably want to hit stop i get that but like, why do you want to stop us? But I mean, by just by virtue of, like, why would you want to do that? I think that makes us unstoppable. This is Radio Hate. And um, I'm HateSec, signing off. Uh, you know, I, I think we're almost through this thing. Get ready to die with me. <laughs> Let's just all die together, okay? Uh, did you get it? Do you have a fever? All right. Fuck off. We'll, we'll talk to you soon. We're going to do... Uh, Kilgore's gonna host the next one. I'm calling in. Peace out.
Kingpowered, kexp.org.